and Frothies back for night two this week. The full crew's on board again. Barney, Ollie and the Gump are all here. To look forward to Indigenous round, round 12 of the National Rugby League competition. Boys, how are we? Long time no see. Yeah, I missed you, Bucks. Not really. No. Especially not you, you hairy bastard. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, it's all love. I love you all. It's only been 24 hours, but I can't wait to talk footy again. Uh, uh, yeah, not much has happened, has it? No? No. Good. Well, we said we're going to pick up. Uh, we may as well get straight into it if it's the first time on board. Welcome to Footy and Frothies. We're here twice a week. As we said, a extended review show every week. Where we all listen to Barney tell us what we um, should know about rugby league, and a preview show where we run through and um, try and predict what should happen in rugby league, as well as whinge about the bunker and the referees and all the other good stuff. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com if you want to buy some of these cool hats and shirts and beanies and whatnot. It's available there. And of course, follow us on all our socials YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, so, state of origin. The team's being named tomorrow, well, Sunday night, I believe. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So it's usually New South Wales Sunday, Queensland Monday, isn't it? Oh, it's about forty-five minutes apart. Depends. Something like that. It's something yeah. like that. The New South Wales team's usually on during the Maddie Maddie John show somewhere in there. Uh, so we will name. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna. We've decided we're gonna pick each pick our seventeens. Um. Basically, though, it, it's our seventeens. Um. We probably all acknowledge that Freddie's going to stick to some incumbents, most likely, and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll see how they line up. Who wants to go first? We'll start. We'll start with Queensland. Why not? Oh, I'll go first if if you like. Yeah. Queensland. Supposed to read your team list out. <laughs> Gotta get your headphones gump. Never mind. Um, go first and pick your team. <laughs> you just um, look befuzzled. Did anyone else know what was going on then? No. Uh, there was a bit of background music out. there. It was yeah, uh, a anyway. Bit of Led Zeppelin in the background. Okay. Yeah. I've picked seventeen, and then I've just picked a couple of of extended because they're going to probably pick twenty one or twenty two. But I've just gone with the seventeen that I think, and then I'll just throw a couple of names. As, as people that might be used throughout the series. So for Queensland, I've gone fullback Ponga on the wings, Coates and Cobbo. Centres are Gagai and Holmes. The halves, Munster and DCE. Props, Papali'i and Mo Fodawaka. Harry Grant, Hooker. Then I've got in this back row, Capewell and Kafusi. Tino at lock. And I've got the reserves as Ben Hunt, Carrigan, Cotter and Arrow. Then on the extended, I've got Reed Marnie, Nanai, Molo, Tuagi, and Flegler. Yeah, sounds all fair enough to me. Ollie, you look like you're going to ask a question. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, we nearly have the exact same side. Do you want to uh, we'll read yours in? Let's let's get yeah, to yeah. it, and then we will uh, so, analyze it. No, I was just thinking, the great minds think alike, um, mostly though. Um, so fullback Ponga, on the wings we've got Coates and Cobbo, Senna's Holmes and Gagai, Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves, Fodawaka, Papali'i, uh, the props, Harry Grant Hooker, Cape Wong Kafusi in the second row, Tino at lock, Ben Hunt, Ruben Cotter, uh, Patrick Carrigan and Joe Offerhand-Goway on the bench. And I've gone with three 
plays on the extended bench. And what I've tried to do for both sides of my extended bench, pick a forward, pick a back, and pick a, a spine player. So I've gone Reed Marnie, 18th man, Nanai, and Corey Oates, I think at least deserves a, a call into the squad. No place for Arrow. Well, that that's what sort of stumps me. I mean, um, Arrow and Fafita, I guess, are the big omissions. I, I don't think any of us would have David Fafita, but Jai Arrow, I just think sort of with South Sydney's downfall has gone down a bit. And I think what decided it for me was um, on the show last night when you brought up Joe Offangawa, I think it was Daggy, his form, I think has been, uh, he had a crap game in that game in round two against Newcastle, but since then I think it's been consistent, probably earned his spot back on the bench. What have you, minor blip there, but uh, we're back with uh, Barney's side now. Yeah, so my Queensland team, I've gone with Ponga at fullback. I've gone with Corey Oates on the, um, on the wing. I just think he provides a little bit more go forward uh, coming out of their back end and a bit more consistency than what you're going to get out of uh, Xavier Coates at the moment. Uh, Gay Guy, Holmes and Cobbo to finish off that back line. Munster, DCE in the halves. Papali'i and Mo Fodawaker in the front row. Harry Grant as the hooker. I've gone with Jai Arrow to start. A little bit of footwork and a bit of speed in and around the ruck there. Uh, Kafusi and Tino to um, round out the, the forward pack. I've gone with Hunt at 14, Carrigan at 15, Capel at um, 16, just because I think if they do need a centre or something, you keep him that little bit fresher on the um, on the bench there for a little bit. And I've actually gone with um, Nanai. I think uh, putting him in the 17 there, he's um, he's been explosive in the last couple of weeks and he's a very good ball runner. So, And just to extend that squad, I'll, I'll pick up where Ollie went and we'll get a, a utility, a back row or an aspiring player. So... I've actually gone with um, Campbell as my spine player. I think he's someone that you could inject into the halves and he's, he's a good backup in that um, the back five as well. Could probably play anywhere in the back five. I've gone with um, Helam Lukey and uh, Bo Firma. So. Nice. I, um, I'm probably closer to Barn than the other two, but I've, I've gone Ponga, Cobbo, Gay Guy, Holmes. I've gone Tulangi on the wing. I think he's in some great form and uh, a bit of X factor on both sides. Excites me. Munster in DCE. Fodder Waco and Papa starting in the front row. Harry Grant at hooker. I've gone Kafusi, Carrigan and Tino in the back row to start. Uh, ben Hunt at 14 for all the reasons you've touched on. Barn Flegler, who's been great off the bench, I think fits perfectly on this bench. Capel, same reasons as you. And I've got Nanai just to give you that bit of footwork and something, a bit of X factor through the the middle stages. Off and Goway and Drinkwater around at my squad. I wouldn't. Be oh, sorry, Drinkwater's a New South Welshman, is he? Have I got that wrong? Yes. 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 Discussed that last night. Then um, I have to think about that. Gump, you're going to say? I wouldn't be surprised if if they pick a squad of like 22 to see Sam Walker's name in for Queensland as well yeah. to expose oh, him. I was. I would say he would come in for Drinkwater in my squad. In fact, um, even or Reed would be the other two. If you're going to extend it out that far, yeah, Cotter's probably worth a shot as well. He's been in terrific form as a backup front rower. So, couple of quick talking points. Did anyone have second thoughts about Ponga, or was lack of opposition there? Yeah, at the moment, I think so. Um, realistically, I think his only opposition would be Campbell, and I don't think they're going to take that um, take those risks at the moment. So, or Reese Walsh. Yeah. yeah. I guess his biggest opposition, I guess, would have been AJ if he'd been playing fullback the whole season. Yes. Um, as he, he looked good in the couple of games he did play there, but he hasn't been playing there. So, 
I didn't give it a second thought. He's eats quality and these blokes at origin time, they grow an extra leg for Queensland. So I don't think that no, no, Caelan no. Ponger will be a problem for him. And um, the only other, well, the only other talking point is every, every expert I've seen name a team hasn't had Fodawaker in the squad and we've all picked him to start. Why are we so right? He's one of the best ball runners in the game as a front rower. Um, he, he rarely lets anyone down. He's continually putting in effort. And I reckon he'd probably go as close to anyone in the comp if you wanted to leave him out there for 80 minutes to be putting out the same sort of work uh, rate as, you know, the best bloke that's running around at the moment in the house. I think so, that's... Sorry. No, you're right. Go on. I think it's probably by virtue of the two other Queensland teams going better than him. That at the moment, Cotter and Nanai and Flegler and Carrigan and those blokes are going, as a team, better than the Titans are. I, I think it's probably just a victim of that at the moment. And that's probably when we pick our New South Wales teams, there'll be a few players that we won't pick from teams that aren't doing very well mm-hmm. that still might get a start because of, of loyalty or whatever. But I reckon it's got a bit to do with just that the team's not going very well. No fair. Early, any thoughts? He is one of three reasons my team isn't coming last. Yeah, fair comment. Uh, anyone got any other questions about anyone else's thoughts? Um, yeah, well, I, I found it hard to get Reed in there and it sort of disappoints me, to be honest, because I've got him pegged in a couple of the best um, hookers in the game. But uh, it's just that, would you weigh up Hunt? Compared to Reed Mahoney, I I think Hunt's just been uh, Hunt's ability to be a game controller. So if you need another, so say DC goes down yeah. in the tenth minute, it gives you gives you that gives you and both probably equal. Uh, Reed's probably better in defence. I think just Hunt's versatility, and toughness, and he's yeah. been there, done he's, that. He can play more than hooker. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, Reed's a hooker and just a hooker. Uh, just plays hooker, which yeah, is very good at it, but. He's not giving anything else. The, the simplest way I'd put it is if Ben Hunt wasn't around, I'd be picking Reed at 14, but he is. So, um, Does anyone think that maybe there is a little bit of uh, lack in the front row for the Queensland side? Obviously, you're missing um, Walsh and uh, a couple of others. That, I see a lot of well, especially because I see a lot of people naming Tino. At starting prop, row. when I think yeah. he's a better a better lock, um, especially when you got Fodawaker there, obviously. So I think the two front rows actually were the, apart from the six and seven, were the first two I put in the list. Um, Flegler's been good, and Carrigan can play in the middle, I suppose, if he has to as well. For at least in my opinion, so yeah, and yeah, you got blokes like Carrigan, probably Lukey and Nanoi at a pinch. You could throw him in the middle if you had to. So. If Cotter's in the, if Cotter gets picked, he's in the middle. Yeah. So, anything stands out to you guys? Are they missing anything? I think they're a good side. Really? We um, we said we'll get to. I guess we'll obviously be doing a preview of it when it happens. But I think we've all got the inclination they're the ones to beat. New South Wales. We'll go through our New South Wales squads. We may as well reverse the order. Uh, so I'll go first. Desco, Addo, Carr. I've got Campbell, Graham, and Crichton in the centres. <laughs> Tuo on the other wing, Luai Cleary, Haas, I have gone Coruscant, RCG starting prop, Travojevic in the second row with Murray, that's because I have to put Yo at 13, uh, it's a no-brainer, and I think Jake ends up 
playing a little bit of time in the middle. Nico at 14, Frizzell at 15, Madison and Crichton. Bench players would be Paul, uh, and in the extended bench, Paulo and Olakowatu would be the extended squad there. I would have to think about the next ball player. I suppose it's going to be Damien Cook, really, if I'm going to add an extra one to that squad. But I've got Coruscant in front. Barney, you? Yeah, very similar. Teddy, Josh Adek, Kyle, they pick themselves. Um, I've gone with Stags in the in the um, centres. I just think he's got that little bit upside of um, attacking flair, obviously. And recently his defence has been pretty um, pretty hard to go past as well. So uh, Stephen Crichton, Brian Toto, Luai Cleary, Hass, And I've started with um, Paulo. I just think 20 minutes at the start and then probably 15 minutes into the second half there. And you can rotate the rest of your forwards around that. Uh, Murray at 11, Crichton at 12, Yo at 13, Hines at 14, Regan Campbell-Gillard at 15, who will probably play more minutes than Paulo, but just leave him on the bench there for a little bit. I've gone with Ola Kawatu at 16. I think um, as a back row, it, it pains me actually to leave Martin out, and I don't think they will just because of the combination in the Penrith team. But I think Olakawatu just offers that little bit more size and um, X factor when he's running at the holes, especially close to the line. And Jake Dubojevic, um to be played the way he probably should have been played for the last two years and get him get him in the middle with the rest of the pigs and he can work like a front rower instead of trying to be a 5'8 or a halfback. Oliver. Okay, so fullback James Sarasco, shock and horror on the wings, Brian Toto and Josh Adekar. Centres, I've gone for Campbell Graham and Katoni Staggs. So I think it's the opposite of you two um, overall. Uh, Lou Unclear in the halves. Campbell Gillard and Payne Haas starting props. Coruscant at hooker. Maria and Frizzell. Uh, second row at lock. Isaiah Yo. Nico Hines is my utility player. Jake Travojevic off the bench. I just think um, that middle period of the game is when his impact will be there and Barney's right. Uh, talking about getting him in the middle, and I think you'll make 40 to 50 tackles in the game. Uh, Liam Martin, I've kept him in the side as well. Uh, and Paulo at 17, my extended bench. 18th man, I've got Ryan Madison. 19th man, I've got uh, Stephen Crichton. And at 20, and this is my bold choice that I was going with. Adam Dewey. Who is currently the form Halfback in the different, NRL from, from New South Wales. <laughs> if Nathan Cleary goes down at any point in the game or leading up to it, it's Adam Reynolds. I think he deserves it. I think he deserves a spot in this squad. I had a feeling with your um with your pre-game chat that this might have been the way you got where you were going. So I left my extended bench out on purpose actually <laughs> to give you a bit of a crack there. But <laughs> have you got him as well? I do. I actually have Liam Martin in with um, Schuster and Reynolds. They would probably be the three that I would play because a combination of those three, you've got your halves covered, your hooker covered, and your outside, um, you know, your, your second row is covered as well. So, And then you can play around with a couple of the other boys and push them into the middle and stuff like that. But I could see Reynolds and Schuster as a really good dynamic um, to fill positions if there were injuries within the, the halves and the back row in this team. So. I, I think, um, and we'll get to go up in a sec. I, I just didn't mention him because obviously if Cleary goes down, he's the first bloke they pick up the phone to. It's pretty yeah, obvious. Uh, and you know what? If Luai goes down, they might even they might even play him in because there's nothing. You're not going to pick Cody Walker, are you? Um, Probably not. Gump. Yeah, it's pretty pretty similar to everybody else's, just with a little bit of fiddling in the in the forward pack. I've got Tedesco, Adokar, Crichton, and Stags. 
Toa, Luai, Cleary, Haas, Coruscant, Paulo to start. I've got Murray and Martin on the edges and Yo at lock. I've got uh, Nico Hines at 14. Then I've got the the three forward bench players as Jake Turbo, Madison and, and Angus Crichton. At my extended bench, I wouldn't put people like Reynolds and that in the squad. You don't need them in the squad. Yeah, if someone right. gets hurt, you just bring them in. But I think that they'll you'll go with Whiten as 18th man. And I think... Campbell Graham and Kaloa Matangi will be the other two. I think he, he that they were there last year, and I think that they're the two that he that have the future sort of going forward. And I think he'll want them to be part of it. So yeah. that I'd go for Kaloa Matangi over Ola Kawadu at the moment, just in terms of consistent long term form. He, he hasn't been outstanding this year, but for eighteen months he's been pretty good. So. Yeah, well, just to touch on that, with a more realistic sort of extended bench there, I'd be looking at blokes like Clamour. I think he's been in some of the best form he's been in for three years recently. Um, so he'd be somebody that you could slot in in, in that extended bench to pay, take up a spot in the middle. Um, Frizzell's been quite good when he has played, even though he's gone down a couple of times. And then um, the one bloke I do feel really sorry for is actually Tupu. He's done nothing wrong. Every time he's played Origin, he's been fantastic. Week in, week out, he does a fantastic job for the Roosters and and probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a bad shout to have him on the extended bench there somewhere as well. But the other one probably too would be Dale Fanuke, and if he was fit, would I think would fit somewhere in the in the mix of the seventeen or, or the yep. extended squad um, in terms of or, or in terms of one of those ones like Reynolds that you could put in. But I would say when we were talking about people going down, if Luai was injured, Whiten will be 5'8 for, for New South Wales. They won't go with Walker and they won't go with... They'll go with Whiten because he's been there and done it before and Reynolds would be halfback. So I don't think... They... I agree. And uh, I agree with Tupo as well, but same as Reynolds, he's, Tupo's just the first bloke you call when if one of your wingers gets injured. Yeah. yeah. Unless they play Crichton on the... They could play Crichton on a wing, I suppose, but... I think it'll be, yeah. Two and players. the other player, I guess that that's probably that might get a start as someone for the future would be a Matt Burton, that may be on an extended bench that they that they'd think about using Bring at some point this team. year or next year to get him around the team. It wouldn't surprise me to see his name crop up as as depending upon how many they pick. Um, Absolutely, he's the exact in, in the squad. He, he's just your, your other Jack Whiten. Yeah, so it can play. He could play six, seven, play lock or centre lock. Yeah, yeah. Um, very tricky getting the back rowers all in because even you know I left Martin out with uh, a bit of hesitation just because I, I the, and I talk about extended bench, but Olakuatu's ability to take three and four blokes with him at times, um, I think just has him in front there. Um, but, you know, there's blokes like Josh Curran who I would seriously consider if he was fit. Uh, there's blokes that haven't been just up and being in and out, same as Colin Matungi, just a bit out of form. Um, and I think that's been a thing to follow Kawatu as well, just as you mentioned before, Gump. He hasn't really got going this year just through lack of um, putting some games together, really. Um, yeah. Stephen will struggle with that. I thought, obviously, Yo picks himself but, and has to be 13, yeah, so it was just where you crowbar the others. Yeah, well, you got... Yeah, as, um as Gumpy mentioned, you got mentioned you got your blokes like Cam and 
Keon um, Kulamatangi that probably does is should be pushing for a spot, but I couldn't find him a spot. Martin, I'm very hesitant to leave out of the squad. Um, Ola Kawatu really probably deserves a spot, but could really easily be left out of the squad as well. So, and if you yeah, just if you just pick shoes because you've got shoes to there, is that just on potential or? Just for more for coverage. Um, another bloke that could play at six thirteen. Um, if you had to, you could probably play him in the centres as well. Yeah. But I just really like the way he ball plays as a um, as a back rower because you don't see too many guys around at the moment that can play um, that can pass like a half that are playing in the um, in the back row. A lot of them are starting to move towards that sort of robotic make your meters and maybe pop an offload here and there. But he's got a bit of extra skill and footwork that a lot of other players don't have. So. Yeah, oh. I agree. I, I just don't know about his toughness yet. He's only played oh, a couple of games. He's a, you know he's coming back from Origin, so he's more than likely not going uh, coming back from injury. So he's more than likely not going to get picked. But I can see him in the next couple of years definitely making his way into this side. So. Yeah. If speaking of injury, if just out of general interest, is Ryan Pappenhausen picked in the seventeen for you guys? If he's because I know a lot of people were saying. At 14 as the utility player, I think that is disgusting. As a utility player, <laughs> I would still personally go with Nico. Oof. If you pick Pappenhausen in the side, you pick him at one. Obviously, they won't because Tedesco is a captain. But I'd personally, if he was fit, I'd have him as my 19 over Crichton. And that's probably it. I'd have him as 14. So what makes it heartbeat. disgusting he's over a, Nico? He's got to play. To you in the as a fourteen, well, it's not, it shouldn't be a case of he's got to play. A fourteen needs to be someone who can cover a variety of positions, but also actually be given the chance really to play without stuffing around the squad too much. Because let's be honest, you look at the New South Wales one to five that we've named, barring injury, those players play eighty minutes. Yeah, but how does Nico get? A, how do you get Nico on the field? Same, it's the same thing with Pappenhausen. Realistically, how do you? Get he him can on play the, the halves at four. At fullback um, as well, but I think especially he can play in the half, so he can come on as a. How full. many teams if have their halves or their fullbacks? Yeah. can't. But if the halves don't get hurt, Nico is not playing either. Yeah. Yeah. What we, well, we've seen in the past, look at what they will probably do. It'll probably they be play him in the middle. We've, we've, seen, it, we've seen it for twenty years. The they pick someone like Pappenhausen, and, and he'll play. He'll play twenty minutes of dummy half. It's the same yeah. as when Caelan Ponga first played for Queensland and they played 14 and they played him in the middle and he's the best player on the field for 30 minutes he played. Absolutely. I'd be playing Pappenhausen over Hines um, if he was fit. Just, he's, just, he's just that much quicker. You can see exactly. how much quicker he is. Uh, he supports the ball. The way he supports the ball down the middle of the field is fantastic. Um, and he can pass the ball as well. Like He's not an out-and-out out half, but at the end of the day, if you wanted to play him at nine or... Somewhere in between nine and thirteen, that sort of um, the the Walker role that he's playing at Manly there at the moment, and just sort of float in and out of the halves and back into hooker, he'd do a, a hell of a job. And he's that yeah. quick that blokes can't put a hand on. You know what? And, and, so. and just to make it three votes for Pappenhausen, uh, and I respect <laughs> your opinion, Oliver. Of course, I'm not saying you're wrong. But what will happen? What would happen if Pappenhausen comes in the field? He probably would play fullback. Tedesco will start playing first receiver. Luai will go over to his corner. And you'll have just be trying to create gaps anywhere to put Pappenhausen through. Put an extra six in. Basically. Yeah. Well, can you imagine Pappenhausen running off Yo and yeah. Madison yeah. with some offloads away? Madison's been going sniffing around there, and like you see what he does at the Storm off off that second phase stuff and inside balls and angles and stuff. 
And New South Wales have got enough players with enough creativity to give him that space. And I think Nico can do a similar job and that's how they'll use him. They'll use him to say, or if it's not Nico, it'll be Jack Whiten and who doesn't quite give you the same. So if they go with Whiten at 14, they're not going for the same thing. They're just going for a robust defender that's going to run hard. So you're getting two, depending upon who they pick at 14, we're assuming that it's Nico, but look, it wouldn't surprise me if Whiten's named as Fordham. I think Freddie will pick him at Fordham. They're going somewhere totally yeah. different with with it. So, or Burton, it, it he does like depends Burton on the type of. Well, that's mean. It depends on the type of player that you're picking there as to how you're going to play. Yeah. Like you know, Queensland will use Ben Hunt as fourteen because Ben Hunt's tried and true. But you could use a Campbell. You could use a Reese Walsh and use them the same way that you'd use Pappenhausen. So it, it depends on the player you're picking there. Yeah, I, don't know, I just it, it, see the argument you guys put forth for Pappenhausen. I get it, but I feel like there's also a little there's a little more moving parts that you'd have to do to fit Pappenhausen in there. And I get it, but I feel like we find it to be a lot more simple. And again, I'm going to use Ben Hunt as the example. In in the past, when he's been brought on, he's been brought on as a lock, but realistically has played as a third half. I just believe that's probably easier to bring Nico in to do that if if you had to. And I think that probably opens up, I don't know, it, to me, it just makes a lot more sense. It, it's just, just a lot more simple. Yeah. Actually, thinking back, um, we had a big chat last night about Ryan Madison. I don't think any of us named him, did we? I uh, did. Extended. No, I did too, actually, in the bench. <laughs> and come to think of it, I'd push Ola Kawatu out and put Madison in on in probably that 17, and, number 17. And, and lastly, I don't know why, but I completely forgot about him and the form yeah. he's been in has been fantastic. It so. wouldn't surprise me if Madison started. Yeah. the game, but he plays off the bench for Paris, so I'm tipping The, the only reason, the I'll put it this way, I would, it's because I had to have Jake, I just had Jake starting and I'm thinking he'll play 80, and that's why I, otherwise, yeah, yeah. I, would, uh, I would be okay for Madison starting, I'd be okay with, uh, and I would generally start Crichton in front of him, uh, but yeah, I've just kept Jake on. Lastly, we'll move on, all of us picked Appy, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did discuss it last night, but um, anyone to make a quick comment? Just he's going better than Cook at the moment. Is it simple as that? It's just form. Yeah, it's just form. I think we'll all probably be wrong, and they'll go with Cook. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if if you're looking at just sheer form at the moment, he's the best nine New South Wales have. Yeah, my opinion is, um, yeah, obviously Cook's more explosive. He's a bit quicker out of the dummy half, but Appy seems to pick his times better than um, than Cook does. He does it more consistently. He gets out of dummy half, even when there's. Not a lot on. He seems to at least engage the line and then um, pro- provide good ball to his uh, pro- provide good short passes to his forwards, which gets them on the front foot and halfway through the line. Whereas Cook generally just picks it up and passes, or he runs. There's no sort of in between. Where Appy's a lot more craftier. He adds a lot more uh, a lot more dimensions of attack, and his service is better. I think he's just much better when he picks up the ball and just gets it straight out of his halves. He gets it there quicker and it. He gets it there in the right position. So, well, there's some combination there, isn't there? To that, I would probably do it with combinations as well. Yeah, Not to say that we want them to be the Penrith Blues, but at the moment, Penrith yeah, are by far the best New South Wales team. Yeah. With them, so it stands to reason that they're going to have them a majority of players. Yeah, hundred percent. Any other questions, boys? That's it. That's our Origin uh, preview. So let's see how we go uh, 
with our Nostradamus skills there. We'll find we'll discuss the teams next week, and in a few weeks we'll do a full player by player preview. And we've got not much else to talk about, but for now. Let's get into their preview of round 12. Indigenous round, as I've said. Does anyone have a favourite? Has anyone seen Indigenous jerseys yet? They've got a favourite? I'm glad no, I, I haven't seen them all to, to know, but I always find it's a, it's a good round and the jerseys always look really good. And, you know, it's it's good to acknowledge the Indigenous community with with a round. And, you know, we've got plenty of good Indigenous players, so it's, it's a good initiative by the NRL and... Players get behind it. It seems to mean a lot to to the Indigenous players that they've, you know, get a chance to play in that round. So hopefully some good performances from all players, but the Indigenous players stand up and have a really good good game on the weekend. You're a big one on the Indigenous jerseys there, Daggy. I'm sure you've had a look at them all. I, what, I, don't mind, um, I don't mind the Tigers, actually. I don't mind Parramatta's. I think they're not mm-hmm. too bad. And uh, seeing or watching the news today, I thought, Souths look better on people than they did on, on paper. So yeah, okay. the dark South jerseys looked all right too. I but. don't mind the Sharks ones. There's generally not too many that aren't that good, realistically. No, especially the last couple of years, they've all got their... Um, the last few years, something they've, to they've their design. tended to be the jerseys I've got. I've gone out and bought. Yeah. Which has been oh, good for Tigers because they're usually 60 bucks by finals time. So. <laughs> I think usually there's at least... You don't score here. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> usually there's at least one huge gaff, like one yeah. that looks like absolute shit and everyone piles on it. The rest <laughs> are usually... For, but there's usually one, and I don't think there has been this year. I honestly don't think there is a bad design. No, so credit to the jersey designers, whoever they may be. I'm sure well, they seem to have got a lot of. Um, they've, they've they have gone out of their way to get indigenous artists to come in and work collaborative with the teams, which is uh, obviously helped the design. So I know the Penrith jersey's been designed by Glenn Lydiard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through Ty and I, I, I speak to Glenn, and I know that um, he's designed the the Panthers jersey, and he works down at the club with the indigenous players. So um, I know that they have input from. Ex players and current play and current players as well as to design of, of of jerseys for for the round, which is good to involve players and community in that as well. Absolutely, we kick off uh, Thursday night, ten to eight at Amy Park. The Storm and the Seagulls. The Storm welcome back Jerome Hughes uh, into the halves. Brandon Smith goes back onto the bench. No Nelson yet with Kamakamika staying at prop. Manly sees Garrick go to fullback. Uh, which brings uh, George Tafua back in for the oh, first time. Boy. What's it been wow. forever? Jorge's back. Wow. And Tafua's out with Bullimore onto the bench. Saab's named on an extended bench there. Barney, you can lead us away this week. Uh, consistent running theme that we've had with Manly for the majority of this season. I'm, I'm really worried about their go forward. Melbourne didn't prove to have much in that, um, in that area last week either, but um, yeah. I think they'll have enough uh, to cover Manly here. Uh, it, it, I think it'll probably be a pretty tough game for at least 20 minutes or so, but I, I can see the Melbourne pack getting well and truly on top. There's a few stats floating around today about the importance of Hughes to this side and how many games they win with and without him over the last two years. And him, it's massive back in here. Um, it, it gets them around the field. He, you can tell he's the one who is structured and gets them to certain points on the field where why it may not be as completely flashy as a few of the other blokes that they've got in their team. He gets them to the right spots and he's quick and got a good step on him as well. So don't be surprised if this blows out to 13 plus, but I'm going to stick with the Storm 1 to 12. 
I think Munster's going to relish a, a little bit less expectation and a bit more time to run the ball and be the man of the match. And I'm going to go with um, oh Harry for the first try scorer. I think they'll, they'll get in close and set up camp and he'll just dart out a dummy half and score the first try. So it's a running theme this week with my bets. Uh, you'll see a lot of people I expect to turn out in the origin in the next week or two. I think this is generally when they do step up a week or two out from origin. Especially the Queenslanders. Yeah. They start to get real hot around now. Ollie? Melbourne have been absolutely flogged the past two weeks by two really good teams. <laughs> there has to come a point where they just open up and absolutely flog someone. And Manly's just about the perfect team to do it to. So I'm going to go Melbourne 13+. plus. Jerome Hughes, man of the match on his return, I can already see um, his re-involvement in the size being emphasised after the game and just how different they look, um, just on Barney's point there. And first try scorer, I'm going to go with Justin Ollum, and I say about half an hour into the game, George Tafua will put a huge shot on someone that will be in the highlight reels for the next week. I'm going to go the Storm 13-plus in this game. I just think the loss of Turbo will be, be too much for them to to handle um, coming up to, to origin. I think there's some players for Melbourne that have been... Harry Grant's been a bit quiet. Munster has has been a bit quiet. If Hughes, if Hughes comes back, I think it's, it's a big in for them. In terms of that, I think that Manly will... will they were gutsy last week and they'll probably be gutsy again, but... I just think that may uh, that merely get worn down by Melbourne in the middle of the field, and and they'll take advantage on on edges and whatnot later in the game. I'll go for Harry Grant, man of the match. I'm pretty solid with trying to go for Harry. I think he'll he'll put out a good one this week, and I'm going to go like with Ollie and go Ollum first try. I think that'll be down that edge that that he'll have a barn. So Rick's been a little bit quiet too the last few weeks as well, so I'm expecting them to bounce back. Yep, make it a clean sweep for me. Melbourne, will, if they don't bounce back here, then we start having serious concerns. Hughes, a massive in, as you've as we've uh, all touched on. And uh, I'm going to say Harry Grant, man of the match as well, just um, having Hughes back will free him up a little bit. Uh, he can just clean up his service and uh, decide when he can run for himself, as opposed to having to control a team or try and be a halfback. And I'm going to go with you as well. Justin Ollum will bolt straight over the top of Morgan Harper and score the first try. Um, so it seems like we've all found a similar bet in that one. Friday night kicks off with the game of the round, 6 o'clock Friday. Panthers and Cowboys at Blue Bet Stadium. Both teams are pretty much uh, Penrith are, as they've been for the last few weeks. And uh, Hammer comes into the Cowboys side on the wing to replace Kyle Felt. Cohen Hess starts at lock with Tamalolo out. Granville and Tanua Brown, Tanua Brown come onto the bench. Gump, what are you doing in this one? Probably why you don't do the schedule for 25 rounds at the start of the year. You have this game Friday at 6 o'clock. Yeah. I, I know that we don't like to follow the AFL, but the AFL do it month by month, yep. depending on what, on what good games are going to be on. So... I think they've sort of dropped the ball a bit with their not having this as a free-to-air game. I don't care. I've got pay TV. So, um, but look, Penrith will, Penrith will win. Um, look, I think it'll probably be a low-scoring game, both defensive teams. Penrith don't really blow teams away 
too much. Now they might at the end of the game again do that death by a thousand cuts that we sort of talk about. But I think that that Penrith will be too good and and may even get a, a 13 plus score in the end, like a 24 6 or 20 to 6, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I still can't see the Cowboys scoring a lot of points against Penrith. I know that they're a good attacking team, but this is next level they're coming up against this week, the Cowboys. So I'm going to go uh, man of the match this week. I mean, Nathan Cleary, and I'm going to go for that that left edge and you throw him up in the air and and I'm going to go for Taylor May this week because he's um hasn't scored first for a couple of weeks. So I'll I'll go for Taylor May. Ollie? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Gump. I see this one probably even about a, a 14-6, uh, 16-8 type game, but I am going to go with the Panthers as well. Uh, first try scorer, I'm going to go with uh, Stephen Crichton. If you maybe want to talk about origin form, um, he'll definitely know that he's being considered and the next couple of weeks are going to be huge for him. And man of the match, I'm going to go Apisai Coruscant for a similar reason. I, I'm going to go Penrith. I'm going to go Penrith 1-12, to 12, but I can see, the more I think about this, I can see Penrith scoring sort of 18 points in the last 15 minutes. Like coming home and just putting him to bed late, so it might even be 13 plus. We'll stick to one to 12 out of respect. We'll get a real feel for the Cowboys after this. Man of the match, Jerome Lua. He's been hot for the last three weeks. I think it continues. He's found a nice little niche out there. First try, Vili Kikau uh, being involved in the same side. So looking forward to that clash, Barn. Yeah, um, I think yeah, the, the Penrith strangulation will be the reason that Penrith will run away with this game late. Um, I, I think the Cowboys may even get out to a, an, an early lead, maybe one or two tries early, just um, Penrith not sort of really ready for them on the edges and they may sneak one or two out, in out wide. But once Penrith get on their game and Cleary starts kicking that absolute backside out of this team and pinning them down in their own uh, in their own corners. The defense will start zeroing in on their um, their major attacking weapons in um, in Chad and Drinkwater and um, the back rowers. And I can see them not making a lot of meters for a large part of this game, and then getting basically, as I said, suffocated to death. Um, Penrith will get on a roll. I would imagine the last thirty minutes. I can see Penrith just. Um, completely running away with this game. Cowboys starting to get frustrated, not being able to do what they've done to a lot of teams during the year. And um, Penrith coming away with a pretty decisive win, clear man of the match with repeated force dropouts and just beautiful bombs into the corners as he does. And we'll go with um, first try score of Valentine Holmes. I think he might just sneak in the first try down the um, down that left edge for the Cowboys. So. Broncos-Titans is the main event, Suncorp Stadium, Friday night. Brisbane have the same team as last week. Ezra Mam still at seven, no Reynolds yet again. And for the Titans, Brian Kelly replaces Phil Sammy. While Joloff comes onto the bench, David Fafita is in an extended squad. Oliver, how keen are you on Gold Coast's chances here? Not very, and I'm not very keen on this game. As a whole, to be honest, I'm not sure if I brought it up on the podcast before, but the missus is a Broncos fan. They're definitely going to win. I'm going to be saying that the whole time, but that won't stop um, her annoying me after the game for the next day or two. So I'm not looking forward to that. Brisbane 13 plus, obviously, 
Her favourite player is Corey Oates as well, so he'll probably score the first try. Um, and man of the match, I'm going to go with Payne Haas. Done. I can see Staggs having an absolute field day here. We've mentioned it time and time again for the last year and a half, probably two years now, that the uh, the Titans' defence on in the centres isn't all that crash hot. Um, and for a bloke who's probably still questioning whether he's going to be picked for the New South Wales team, we saw what he did last time. He had a point to prove when he came up against Talakai and he had an absolute ball terror of a game in defence and attack. And I can see him um, tearing some poor Titan centre apart in this game and scoring multiple tries, setting up tries and being the man of the match and the first try scorer in a Brisbane 13-plus win. Gumpy? I'm going to go Brisbane 1-12. to I think the Titans always put up a good effort against the Broncos and 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 hopefully they they can and and stay in the game for a while. Still no Adam Reynolds this week. So it'll be we talked up Tyson Gamble and, and Man last night on the show about how well they went. Set see if they can back it up two weeks in a row running the team and and whatnot. And I think the Titans, you know, will will get a few tries against the Broncos and the Broncos again might just get them late. But I'm, I'm just going to go for a 1-12. to 12. I'm going to go uh, Corey Oates, the first try. And I'm going to go man of the match, uh, Payne Haas. Yeah, uh, Gum, I, I know you like me, but you are allowed to tip the Titans to lose a team plus. <laughs> Look, I, I was half tempted to pick them to win. But only the fact that I think that out wide that the Titans will probably struggle that I think in the forwards and, and whatnot, they can probably match them if the, the Titans go okay. But I think yeah. out wide, they'll struggle. So, look, I I liked the Titans at the start of the year and obviously now I think they, they're pooey, but I wanted to try and find a way to tip them this week, but I, I just couldn't. I, I think if Reynolds plays, I would be going 13 plus, but I'm going to stay conservative yeah. and go 1 to 12 uh, might take them a while to get going, but they'll build in this. They'll build their paces. They've done, and they will steamroll Gold Coast throughout. But that being said, I'm tipping with the the defence on the edges. I'm tipping Ezra Mound to have a big game here. Uh, I think his running game and some of that short kicking stuff might a, a game under his belt might prove to uh, have done the world of good for him, and he might even cause a fair bit of damage. So let's go for him man of the match. First try scorer Selwyn Cobbo. Now, what's he scored ten in the last three weeks or something? So. Add another one to the tally. The Warriors and Knights, 3 o'clock at uh, Morton Daly Stadium for the Warriors. Harris Tavita comes in. Didn't he retire? At the end of the year. He's back anyway. Yes. The 5'8". Uh, Fenua Blake is out and apparently out for quite a while is the mail today. Yeah, you'd be lucky to see him the rest of the year. They reckon he's that Liz Frank in his foot. Wow. And they don't heal. Yeah, right. So. Uh, Jazz Devang is a prop. Freddie Lussick starts at hooker. And Taniela Otokulo comes onto the bench. Uh, Dynamus Louie on the extended squad there. For the Knights, Tuala comes back in for Bradman Best. And Jake Clifford's back, replacing Adam Clune, uh, who will partner Anthony Milford. What's going on in this exciting game of rugby league? Come. Well, I'm picking the Knights 1-12 to because I don't pick the Warriors. Um that that's the only reason I don't think that the Knights are better or anything. They're probably better in the forwards, like the Knights forwards, if they're on Saifidi and Clamour and Frizzell and Barnett and whatnot, just look better. 
Um, then if Ponga can get on the back of that and do a little bit and, and maybe Milford gets onto the back of it and, and does a little bit, they might get the job done. But, look, I'm not picking them because I necessarily think they're any good. It's just that I don't think the Warriors, you know that. So I'm going to go the Knights 1-12. to 12. I'm going to go first try scorer, um, Gagai, and man of the match, Caelan Ponga. I yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you against my better judgment but again for the same reason that I've tipped the Warriors uh, I tipped the Warriors last week and they let me down and if they're not going to win games like this I actually thought Newcastle showed a little bit of improvement from the weeks before so uh, and as you said their forward back is better now that the Warriors are effectively missing both their starting props for the rest of the year so big concerns there um, the edges are. Oh, the, the centre defence as well in Valera and Pompey leaves a little bit to be desired. So I think Dane Gagai can get on the board first. And you're probably right. If they're going to win, we're going to be wrapping Kalen Ponga coming into form at the right time, Barn. <laughs> I think I've tipped the Warriors four times this year and I've missed them every time. They've only won, what, two or three games and I tipped against them when they won. So expect, expect them to win this game because I'm going for the Knights. So, um, I just think there's a couple. There's a little bit more in attack. We, in, you've got gay guy there who, on his day, can you know turn the best in best center inside out. Uh, Vrizel does have a, a short ball in him and an offload. So does Barnett. Clem has been fantastic, as I mentioned, since he's come back. Fenua Blake drops out of the side. Uh, Lodge they lose a bit of size and especially a lot of. A lot of consistent go forward. Like there's some guys in this team that will get them on the front foot, but they don't do it consistently enough for my for mine for the for the Warriors. So I think the the Broncos will uh, Broncos the Knights will just edge them out one to twelve again. Man of the match Ponga wouldn't surprise me if I did like what I saw from Milford last week. So it wouldn't surprise me if he puts on a try or two as well. And um, first try scorer the bloke with the most potent attack in this Newcastle team is Gay Guy if he's on. So Gay Guy for the first try scorer. For the dignity and the legitimacy of professional rugby league period, both sides should agree to forfeit. <laughs> Zero point draw. People Happy can days. do something else on their Saturday afternoon. <laughs> However, that will not happen. Therefore, I'll also go Newcastle 1-12. to The Warriors at the moment seem like the perfect 15th for me as a Titans fan, hopefully. I will go Tyson Frizzell first try scorer and man of the match to put in a huge performance heading into Origin. I hope it is, uh, yeah, I do certainly hope it's just an abhorrent game and it'll give us something to talk about. Like, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly bad and it'll, at least that'll amuse me. I hope it's like 30 plays 31 or something and they just play touch footy, but we'll, yeah, let's we'll see what out. happens. <laughs> I have to hold on to the board actually score though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Bunnies and the Tigers from a core stadium, 5.30. Cam Murray's on an extended bench at 24, so we'll f- apparently we'll know tomorrow he's going to get through um, tomorrow and Thursday, and we'll know Mark Nichols is back, and uh, Ham Selly comes into the starting side for Peoples. Tavita Tavola and Tane Milne have been named and will be monitored. Tigers, welcome back. Dane Laurie, Luke Brooks, and uh, Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks. Stafford Tower moves into the centres, as we sort of forecast, and Appy Asu Kapoa is also back on the wing. Anyway, what are you doing here, Barn? 
Oh, I really don't like another one that I don't really want to look at too too hard, to be honest, because there's going to be a lot more direction out of the halves from the West Tigers side. But I think the South may just have a little bit of an edge on the um, in the centres and their back rowers. I expect Murray to play. I expect him to play probably at least 40 minutes, considering Origin is just around the corner. And if he does that, he's, they'll, he'll def- um, strengthen up their middle defence probably just enough to get away with a 1-12 to win in this game. Um, I'm going to go with that because their left side, from being the most potent attacking side in the competition to being rubbish in the last well, for majority of this season, so we're going to have to go to the other side and I'm going to go with Campbell Graham to be a band of the match and probably set up Tane Mill for the first try and... Probably the game winner as well. So I'm going to go Campbell Graham, man of the match, and Tane Milne for the first try scorer. I'm tipping the Tigers. And yeah. um, I wish I could be more confident because, so it's, you should. because it is the Tigers. Um, so there's, it makes me feel very bad when I do tip them. But uh, Dane Laurie coming back, and obviously Brooks coming back, hopefully means another 12 points. And I think 20 points will be enough to beat this Bunnies team because they look completely out of sorts. First try scorer, we'll go with Stafford, getting a chance in the centres. He's been tremendous and uh, hopefully can muscle over there. And look, we're all going to probably wrap Jackson Hastings if the Tigers win, let's be honest. Terrified of Cam Murray playing for all the reasons um, we've always talked about, Ollie. One of the uh, three certainties in life is that South Sydney don't lose Indigenous round. They simply don't. So I'm tipping them to not lose this game. For them to not lose, I think Cam Murray has to play and will be a big factor in that. Therefore, I'm saying he does play. I'm tipping him to get man of the match as well. I'll say first try scorer, Blake Taff. I'm tipping 1-12 to though, and this is a game where I see possibly being a a 31-30. I'm going to go for the Tigers 1-12 in this. I... I just don't like what I'm seeing from Souths. If Murray plays, he's only playing – they're talking about 50-50. Well, if anybody's 50-50 on a Tuesday, they're probably not going to be right or 100%. So if, if Murray doesn't play, I can't – I just can't see them see them winning. If Hastings plays and, and the Tigers play anywhere near their ability, they'll win. Um, I'm going to go Kenny Mamalo to score the first try, the much maligned Kenny Mamalo. And I'm just for someone different. I'm going to go Luke Brooks, man of the match. He had a week off last week and, you know, he could be the, the catalyst for all good things. But I like the fact Dane Laurie's back in the team. Um, look, if the Tigers can win this week and they get Dewey back there around about the eight, like they, 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 they've got a sniff. Like, I don't think that they'll probably get there, but I think that if they can win this game and then they've got, they've got a, buy, a couple of other the games and then a bye and yeah. the Bulldogs and, and Dewey comes back into the team with some momentum. And they play Penrith and Para during Origin. Yeah, For so, all those reasons you've just mentioned is why they'll lose this game. 100%. I know exactly. <laughs> and probably yeah, two of those other games. That's right. <laughs> because I've, I've followed them long enough, Barney, I know. They're like the Warriors, but look, I can't pick. I couldn't back South with counterfeit money. No, the they are horrible at the moment. They, they're going to have to be much better than what they have been over the last three weeks to, to win this one. And South for $1.30. <laughs> Strange, great isn't bet. it? $3.10, the yeah, Tigers sports bet. Great bet. Uh, 7.30 game is Sharks and Roosters from points bet. Another cracker. Will Kennedy's back at fullback for the Sharks. 
Uh, Lockie Miller's 18th man. Talakai has been named to play, but there was a question mark, I believe. Tupanua's back for the Roosters, and he comes in to the uh, into the onto the bench for Egan Butcher. Terrell May makes uh, retains his spot in the seventeen. I'm tipping the Roosters here. I think I, I've just been a little bit disappointed in the Sharks the last few weeks. Uh, I think Will Candy is a big in and will straighten them up a bit better. But uh, Roosters are building. They hung with Panthers for an hour last week. If they play that this week, I think they'll beat the Sharks. I'm going to say first try scorer Joseph Suwali and probably jumping over the top of Katoa, which we've seen many times in the last few weeks. And yeah, that yes. will be uh, on the back of a Sam Walker kick and he will be man of the match, Ollie. Yeah, I'm similar. I'm going to go with the Roosters as well. It sort of seems like the Roosters, bit of a rise in form has sort of come at the same time as South, uh, South Sydney. Bloody hell. Cronulla's a uh, bit of a drop-off, so I will go the Roosters. I'll keep it. At 1-12, to 12, though, I will say Sam Walker has a man of the match performance to try and get himself on that extended bench maybe for Queensland. And I'm going to go first try scorer, though, in his return, Will Kennedy. Jump. I'm going for the Roosters as well. I think they were good last week against Penrith. Um, I'm just going to try and pick games on, on current form now. Like, I've been bitten by thinking teams are going to come good and this team's not so... I think the Roosters are going better or went better last week. So I'm picking them based on that. I think the forward battle is the Roosters to win. Um, Takiaho back, Crichton, Butcher, um, Tupanua. So they've even got Takiaho at lock this week starting the game. So they've they've sort of finding a way to get him on the field a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go first try scorer for uh, Paul Momorowski. Uh, not spoken about very much. And I'm going to go Luke, Luke Keary, man of the match. I think he, I'm starting to see some signs of of Luke Keary getting back to some, some pretty good form. Dan? Yeah, right. Um, I'm surprised, actually, that everyone went with the Roosters. I'm, I'm going with them as well. Um, I, am a, I am a Shark supporter, and I, I know you've mentioned the forward battle. You think it's the Roosters to win. I'm probably against that a little bit, to be honest. I think the Roosters do have a lot more size. Um, but if the Sharks play the way that they did, uh, and it seems to be the way that they want to play is with players in support in and around the ruck with, um, you know, changes of angles, I think they can get in and behind this forward pack. But the, the reason I see the Roosters winning is a, a clear mismatch in the centre and the wing position with Manu and uh, Su- Suwali combination up against Connor Tracy and Sione Katoa. I can see Manu and Suwali absolutely having a field day against those two. Um, Tracy has proven himself as pretty ineffective in defence at different times. And if you, you're trying to mark Manu with someone who's not the best defender in the world, that could be the game set and match on, on its own. Um, and I'm going to actually go with Manu to be man of the match. And I think he'll set up Suwali a couple of times and, That'll be the difference. I, I, I'm going to keep it at 1-12 to 12 just because I think the Sharks may have a little bit of luck uh, through the middle of the field and score a try here and there to keep it close enough. But I think Manu will be the difference in this one. So, 2 o'clock Sunday, the Bulldogs and Dragons kicks us off with uh, Josh Adekar back for the Bulldogs and Corey Waddell's back to just ease your mind Excellent. a bit more. Gumpy. Oh. Andrew McCulloch back for the Dragons and... Yeah, that's about it. What are you doing here, Gump? 
I'm going for the Dragons. Bulldogs stink. Um, yeah. Look, and the Dragons are a team they actually don't go too bad against. They're back at Belmore and they sort of match up all right against the Dragons and the last couple of years have had some success against the Dragons. But, oh, look, the, the Dragons are going better. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pick the Dragons. Look, I'll, I'll go 13 plus only because I don't know the Bulldogs can score enough points. And now I think the Dragons will score 24 to 30, like most teams do against the Bulldogs. So um, let's say the first try scorer, I'll go for Matt Fiene and man of the match. I'll go Ben Hunt will probably, but I'll go for a moan. There you go. I'm going to go for the Dragons as well. I'll go 1-12, to 12, uh, but that's maybe optimistic, as you say, relying on the Bulldogs to actually score some points. Uh, man of the match will be... We'll go uh, actually, we'll go for Zach Lomax. I think he'll have a good day day out and probably score some points. I'll put him down for first try as well. Cody Ramsey's building nicely into a first grader now, so I think he'll have a good game as well, Barn. There's um there's actually a few you got a few troops here in the forwards coming back for the dogs. Um I can't see it being a massive thing at the moment, but give it a couple of weeks with your um Jackson Topine and Raymond Fatala Mariner with a bit of time and um game time under their belt. I think they can actually add a little bit to this um forward back. You can get rid of your crisp potatoes and a couple <laughs> of other blokes and um strengthen up that middle, put push Woodell back to the bench and only play him when you absolutely have to. Might add something, but the Dragons have got more points in their two centres than the Dogs have got in their entire team, so I cannot tip the Bulldogs to get in front of the, the Dragons at any time in this game unless they sneak over for the first try. Other than that, I've got the Dragons to win and win well, 13-plus. I think Suli, again, is going to have a field day out there in the centres. I think he'll just be scoring tries for fun at different times, and uh, whenever they win, their best player is Ben Hunt. So... I've just got officially to Matt Dufty officially signed with Warrington. So there you go. Yeah, that, apparently, yeah, they were over talking to him while they were sort of, <laughs> they got McKaylee, I believe, as well. Yeah, but officially, I've just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I believe Gump's, um, Gump's going to drop them both off. Yeah. He'll pick Gump away. <laughs> Even though I think he's already over there. He's taking Waddell with him. <laughs> yeah. He's in the two for one. Pushing Waddell out the door, but I've not signed with him. <laughs> long, hey, it's a long list. Don't just stop at that, that, that. There's a few others that can probably negotiate something. the car with you. Yeah, you so, give um, him a free trip. So free Uber ride to the airport. <laughs> Gump, are you uh, are you a big advocate of Warrington or other Super League clubs? Uh, maybe doing a bit Bulldogs. of a raid of the NRL, uh, a oh, certain team in particular, yeah. Hundred percent. I'm sure you wouldn't be that upset at the Titans either. Yeah, I know a certain. Um, Watch him win six what, comps what, straight now. I know. A, I know a certain 1.2 million dollar player who would send a couple of those clubs broke that they could use. Dufty will be a star then. Yeah, yeah, they, he won't, will. they won't stop Dufty there in. The Super League, he, well, he's he's him perfectly, the best player it? in the comp. Yeah, suits him perfectly because he can't really defend that well, but he's at absolute oh. speed during attack. Yeah, he'll be the best player in their comp. Yeah, he'll make he'll make decent money. Good on him. Who have um, we got left? Is it Daggy? Uh, just me. And um, look, I wanted to bring up that um, I don't think the Bulldogs have had the best record at Belmore lately. But they've also not had the best record at any stadium either, I believe. So what does that all mean? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I'm going to go the Dragons. 13 plus here. And 
I've been saying it all year. That, um, the two to five, I think, is going to destroy the Bulldogs in attack. Man of the match, I'm going to go with Zach Lomax because whilst none of us have picked him, I believe he's going to be trying to play for a spot somewhere there for New South Wales. And it's I remember been quite the, effective in a yeah, team that hasn't been great. At, at the start of the year, um, Jeffrey from the Colonial that we um, we're good mates with, uh, me and him were chatting about, and this was in the preseason. It's like I wonder if Lomax is a chance, maybe up against a Stags, if one of the other two were to get injured. And they're both injured, being the and Tom Travoyevich. So just now, I'm sort of thinking, I'm not going to. None of us have him in our sides, obviously, but I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie called him up as a between 18th, 19th man. Do we see that as a possibility? It's out of interest. I think the others are in front of him. Freddie does have huge reps on him. Apparently, he's um he's coached him all the way through junior uh, rep footy and stuff like that. So he, he calls him the talent or the freak or something like that. Yeah. It's got his own little nickname for him. So it wouldn't surprise if he does pop up in and around the 18, 19th man position. But yeah. Raiders, Eels, four o'clock Sunday. Jamal Fogarty is back. Uh, makes his debut for Canberra, and they get Jared Croker back as well. Schneider drops out, and Seb Chris goes to the bench. Clocks, Nickel Cox dugs out with uh, Savage at fullback. Wacker Blake is back, so Hayes Pernham goes out. Makasivo is in the extended squad, so may well return as well. Oliver, hey, how's your old mate Jamal going to lead this team around? Uh, well, for Canberra's sake, I'm hoping... A lot better. I believe he can. Obviously, coming back from injury, it may be a little bit touch and go at first. With that being said, I am still going to go Parramatta, but I'm only going to go 1-12. to 12. This just seems to me like it might be a little bit of a grind. I believe it was a game between these two teams last year when lockdown first started that I think we, we were sort of divided in half, half on and we were quite bullish on either team and that it would really be decided in the forwards. And I think it can be, again... Um, both forward packs are in form, so it'll be a decent matchup to see. But I feel like your potential New South Wales selections, again, your Cam Gillard, your Madison's off the bench. Uh, Paulo will even, I think, step up in this one and Parramatta will just get it done in the end in a tight game. So, oh, man of the match, I'll go with uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, first try scorer. I'll go with, why not, Wanga Blake on his return. Done. Oh, realistically, I think the Raiders have been too good to be true for the last couple of games, to be honest. Um, they've shown no consistency through the early rounds in the comp and coming up against a team that's one of the better teams in the competition. I can see them um, trying to go with them and play some up-tempo footy for the first half an hour, maybe even the entire first half, but I can see Parramatta just wearing them down and then starting to punch holes all through them in, in the back line. Uh, they, they've always had a few issues in and around the ruck with their defence and, and their outside edges, so I think Parramatta would skip away at the end of this game and win quite well on the back of um, Moses's kicking game and um, setting up where they need to be. And I think Dylan Brown will score the first try and probably go close to man in the match on that um, left edge for Parramatta. Gumpy? So. Look, I think Parra will win, and, and I'm with Barn Canberra. I'm still not sold on how they've been going. Uh, I know they've won three in a row. They've beaten the Bulldogs, and the, and the other two games they've won there. Uh, the other teams have been average against them. 
Um, the, the concern for Parry, and I've still got Parry in my top four, but if you look at points for and against you, they're conceding a lot of points, yeah. Parramatta. Absolutely. And it's not like them. They're generally a, a pretty decent defensive team and they normally, you know, gritty and they're hard in the middle and they've got those forwards. So I think they want to tighten their defence up a little bit, but, you know, I think they've got too many points in them for the Raiders as well. The forwards will, once Papali'i and Tarpany go and have a break, I think that Parra will probably get over the top of them. I'm still perplexed with the selections, like putting Papali'i back to the middle and Niakora on an edge. I know Niakora is a good player, but I'd, I'd still have Papali'i on the edge and start with Madison at 13 and bring Niakora on later would be my call, but that that's he's the coach and <laughs> he's making that decision. I probably don't necessarily agree. I'd have Gutho as the first try scorer and I'm going to go man the match, Ryan Madison. I think he's, he's just been unbelievable. If he keeps that form up, he'll rip him apart in the middle. I'm a, uh... Yeah, I'm tipping Paramount as well. You've covered off, everyone's covered it off pretty well that uh, Raiders perhaps have overperformed the last few weeks. The, the other problem for them is they're now starting with a new spine again. Fogarty's coming in for the first game and Savage is coming in to start. So for a clunky team, I can see them being a bit clunky again. Uh, first try, I'm going to go Dylan Brown. Nice running effort there. And I'd say I agree that he may well be man of the match as well. Uh, he seems to be building really well through this year. So uh, I, I think, and for the record, 1-12 to 12, though, I just want to, I want to see Parra, def, you know, to your point, I want to see Parra save points before I want to tip him 13 plus. PCTC time, moment. Barney, how's the tipping comp going? Oh, well, I said I was ready, but I lied. All right. Supercoach Barney, how's the supercoach? <laughs> yeah, I've got to find this. They're both on the same page, right, this, man. I'm this, working this, this, this way. This is the bit where Here you talk. Go. I'll cover the supercoach. <laughs> PCTC tipping, Pop Rod's still the leader in 66 points. Then we have seven other players on 62 points. The best of the footy and profies crew is Beaver in fifth position overall and first in footy and profies on 62 points. Jen Jen is running second on 60 points, equal with Flobs and Jamie Keith. I'm running fifth in the footy and frothies on 59. Oliver's running eighth on 57 points. Daggy's running 12th, equal 50th on 54 points. And last is currently on 43 points with an average of 56 points for the competition out of 70-odd players that we have. So Yeah, check out PCTC Sports Tipping if you want to jump into any of our tipping comps. They do racing as well, golf at the moment, and uh, AFL, A-League, which apparently is still a thing, uh, Big Bash, all sorts of good stuff. Supercoach. Yeah, at the moment. On the other hand, Dougie can't get beaten in Supercoach at the moment. No, Except no matter draft how bad he goes, <laughs> he's, he's think he's won six or seven on the trot and is currently our weekly leader with the, the weekly belt. Uh, winning again last week, we have, um, we're going to find it here, Callan and Dana are actually leading the competition on 16 points. Daggy's running third on 14 points. Gumpy is running eighth on 12 points. I'm running 12th on 10 points. Oliver is running dead last on four points, but did have the top score last week out of the out of our entire competition. Yeah, 1170 have, points. I just have a few people to um, thank. To yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Very um, good. Um, me, um, yeah. because you decided uh, to play again. Uh, well, yeah, right. 
apparently it turns <laughs> out that if you have more than one player on your bench actually it playing, yeah, it yeah. helps because the two changes I made are on my bench. Um, the <laughs> other person I'd like to thank is myself um, and this big, beautiful gold belt for giving me the inspiration to get over the line this week, not only in the footy and frothies league, though the public league I'm in and the other comp I'm in as well, um, mm-hmm. swept it all clean. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm, he's won for the second the time in 11 rounds and he's, he's given a speech thanking himself. Well done there, Oliver. <laughs> so the rightful owner of that belt this week is actually playing Trent for the, for the weekly competition belt that we have, who's currently running somewhere around eighth, I think. So who, who Oliver actually eight. beat this last week. <laughs> he did. Poor Trent. Good friend of the show. He'll be right. Yeah. I don't think his draft team's going good either, but anyway. He beat me in draft last really? week. And I've been going good. Oh. Yeah, you're, you were, um, yeah. Yeah, and he beat me last week. Ah, so. You win some, you lose some, hey? Yeah. Well, I lost by about 20 points to Danon, who's currently leading the competition. So uh, what a week it was. How disaster class go this week? <laughs> we only had one winner. <laughs> Adrian, again, he just keeps winning, apparently. So if you want to follow some of his bets, it might be the way to go. But currently he's in a positive $95. I'd like to thank Oliver for, for reminding me not what not to do. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> the returns from this year were $50 bets week in, week out. We have Daggy on a positive $95 return. I'm on a positive $255 return. Oliver is positive 160 from his first bet of the year. And Gumpy is yet to grab hold of one, but I'm sure he'll throw something up and then might just be this week. We'll see. But he's at minus three fifty at the moment. Well, I went all right last year. I think I had two you or did. three in a row <laughs> at one point. So yeah, I you have checked. only had seven cracks out of the eleven rounds or whatever yeah. it is being missing here yeah. and there. But it was zero, zero percent. Yeah. yeah, I think I didn't get one till around round fifteen last year and just snuck in with a positive at the end of the season. So <laughs> there's well, hope. There's hope, fellas. In life, uh, some people are just winners and. Some are losers. I don't know. It's just how it works. Yeah, Mr. Two from 11. That's good. Yeah. Old mate might get beaten to death with his belt by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah. Can you bring it to the pub next week, please? <laughs> just don't get any crimson on this beautiful gold belt. That'll be yours, wow. Ollie. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tigers into the Roosters, into the Broncos, all head to head at $8.30. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, it is. Eight dollars thirty. That's a good price. Obviously, return whatever it is, four hundred and something. Beautiful. Anyone else ready? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go, go on, Ollie. I'll go Canberra thirteen plus. <laughs> all on, all in, all in. All right. Oh, I can I'm see sure they getting up to. But... I'll tell you. You keep going, boys, and I'll have yeah. I'm I'm going to go for something that I'm winning myself with, so I'm going to put it out there for the show. Nice. I'm going same game multi in the Penrith game. Yep. Penrith 13 plus. Toe to score. Taylor made a score and kick out a score at ten dollars. Kick out all anytime at ten dollars. Seven. Seven dollars fifty. Canberra 13 plus. Okay. So I've got three bets this week. I've um moulded up what I've done with my round bets. So I'm going to go with the 13 plus score line for. Parramatta, Brisbane, Dragons, and Penrith. That'll get you $36.50. I'll put $10 on that. And I have Stouffs, Storm, Knights, and I have to tip the Sharks just because I'm a Shark supporter. Throw all those in at head-to-head price 
We'll get you $6. I'll have $30 on that. And I'm going to go Moses Suley to score two tries at $14. And I'll put my last $10 on that. Very nice. Uh, it has been Good. footy and frothies. We've just got to finish on uh, what's got your frothy this week, boys. A big shout to uh, for the weekend. Ollie, have you got one? A big shout for the weekend for me. You know what? I'm going to – I don't know I don't know why we sort of didn't – I get why we didn't pick him, but even in my head, I didn't even consider him maybe as an outsider to be picked for origin. I'm going to pick Zach Lomax to have an absolute blinder and at least try and get himself – somewhere in that New South Wales squad. Um, and as well, the opposition isn't the greatest opposition as well. So I feel like it's possible for him to really come out and have a blinder this weekend. I'm going to go for Ezra Mam to have a breakout game, stamp himself as a genuine first grader and maybe cause some real headaches for the Titans. Jump. I'm going to go... The Tigers just to to beat Souths and, and put them into more of a misery for the Rabbitohs. So the, the Tigers to to come through this week with a, with a big performance, give them strength. Um, I've already mentioned how I expect um, Katoni Staggs and Moses Suli to um, both score doubles this week. So there's another bet if you want to. I'm sure you get a pretty good price for both of those two to score uh, two tries or more in both of their games. So put those together and throw a dollar or two on that and see how you go. Very good. Good job, boys. Been a, a good show as always. We'll talk to everyone. Good luck this weekend, everyone. I enjoyed Indigenous Round. We will talk to everyone next Monday night with our review show. Jump on socials, get involved, subscribe, do all the good stuff, and we'll catch you all soon. Bye-bye.